and I'm Cooper, and this is Coach Mike's Podcast. All right there, that was tremendous. So I'm um, on a uh, trip uh, with uh, students at the school that I work at, and we are in Metoria in Greece, uh, and uh, it's the evening here, and I'm excited, the game's just finished, and those were two of my students who uh, wanted to introduce the podcast. So, Cooper and Milani, shout out to you. All right. So, try not to get overexcited. Trying to uh, keep a level head after watching that. But that was exciting. That really was exciting. I've, uh, there is such rhythm to watching Arsenal right now. Such confidence, like I just wrote about. And I'm trying not to get too excited but I'm very excited, actually. I'm very excited. I'm sitting here all alone in somewhere in Greece. I have no idea where Metoria is, but uh, it's, a, it's a small town with a monastery. Well, not a monastery, six monasteries on top of these huge cliffs. And um, hopefully we'll get a picture in the blog of what I'm talking about because uh, it's quite something. I've never in my life seen anything quite like this. Uh, the town is small and quaint. Um, and what a bizarre location to be doing a podcast and writing. But here I am. I was going to ditch it because I thought there's just no way I can watch the game. And um, I, I just couldn't do it. I had to find a way. Just had supper by myself. Um, trying to keep uh, the stream from uh, buffering too much. Commitment to Arsenal, right? You've got to show commitment. So anyway, I'm trying to come down off the, uh, the high of, of watching that, but I really am feeling like Arsenal are in their stride. I have not felt this way for so long, watching Arsenal. Um, and I... It's almost a swagger going into games now. And I tried to keep myself level-headed beforehand, but I didn't see how Leicester were going to beat us. And I'm not trying to be wise after the event. I just feel, watching Arsenal now, there's so much confidence and rhythm that no matter what happens, there are always opportunities and you can see that Arsenal are not quite the finished article you can see that they lack a centre forward uh, with more tools in the box but and you can see that that Xhaka is a functional player and that um, Tierney's a little limited offensively and of course every team has holes but Arsenal just have this wonderful groove that they're in right now Uh, and I don't see anybody slowing us down doesn't mean we're going to win every game but I can't see this groove changing I don't know if that's just too positive too hopeful and maybe it's just because the game's finished literally 10 minutes ago um anyway better get on with my thoughts I wrote down the sliding doors moment I thought was Ramsdale's save I mean it had to be really because everything changes that's why I suppose it's a sliding doors moment and that's why you call it that is if that happens then 
the game is tied up and everything just goes down a different path and the game doesn't look like that. Uh, and that's, um, it was in his, uh, his uh, reach and maybe nowhere near as spectacular as the one, um, I was going to say at Filbert Street, at the King Power, that's what they call Leicester's ground, isn't it? But it's just the speed of his reactions. He's still got to get his arm up there in a split second. And he just gives me so much confidence. And I think that, that not only because it kept the score at 1-0, but simply because I think when he does that, as much as you don't want him to have to, I think the team feels a little impenetrable. Is that the right word? Almost like they've got a superhero back there. And I've played in a team before where I had so much confidence in my goalkeeper that he would never let the ball in. And he did, but my confidence didn't wane because he was too serious about it. He hated the ball going in. And I feel that way when I watch Ramsdale. Okay, so I wanted to talk about... Uh, I suppose just fluidly carry on. and um, I mentioned in the last podcast that I thought that Arsenal would get the top four spots, maybe third, that's the one I'm, I think Arsenal will actually get, I think we'll get third, if we can remain solid defensively. And I'm watching that game again, I just see such a total commitment to defensive solidity. And I hoped for that, and I wish for that, and I think if we have that, because we're not a team that's going to whack uh, opponents like Manchester City do, we have a couple of goals in this each game. So because we only have a couple, ordinarily, we have to stay defensively solid. And Leicester just, they couldn't get through us. They were struggling to get around us. And they had to be very creative and inventive to try and find any way. And they had a few opportunities, but they were never alone. And I suppose that that's the key. As a coach, you you know that the other team's going to have opportunities, but you hope that when they have their opportunities, they're not going to be alone. Because pressure isn't just physical, it's mental. And when a player is close enough to you but can't put in a challenge, that is often more than enough to mess you up or to keep you from being 100% focused on your technique. So I just don't see opponents being alone against Arsenal. We're just too organised. And organised is not a word that I used to describe Arsenal Football Club. And you you either, I'd say, right? Uh, I also, along those same lines, wanted to mention the last 15, 20 minutes... We didn't give away any silly set plays. And I think that that is huge in elite sports because teams, and it's not just Arsenal that are becoming defensively solid. Some teams who maybe don't win as many games can at least put in a defensively solid performance and and even thrive when their backs are against the wall because they spend so much time defending. And that's where they're comfortable is just being defensively solid and clearing the ball and heading the ball and shortening the gaps and not letting anything through or over. Um, and so 
I guess my point is, sometimes the only way an offensive um, group feel like they can get through you is by falling over and trying to con the referee into getting free kicks and dangerous positions. And you don't need me to tell you how many goals in elite football are scored um, on set plays. And not just corners. More, I'm talking more about just the free kicks in the final third from any position, really. Um, that higher defensive line that is the trend these days makes me super nervous. And actually, that actually makes me more nervous than I think any other moment that we have to defend uh, in, in modern football. I'm just not a fan of that, that really high line and then putting the ball over to players who, if there is a time when there's no pressure on them, that's ordinarily it. And I think they had one today. Um, so I think that was just such a professional performance. And that's not a headline grabber, is it? But it's something that an Arsenal fan can be excited about because, again, it's been quite a while since Arsenal were being called a professional outfit, a team that could control a game and suck the energy out and stop um, the other team from having any forward momentum and progress like Leicester did in the back end of the first half. So impressive. Um, I was, you know, and I was thinking what the need was in this game and what we needed to improve. And I've written about a few in the blog, but and I was really struggling. Um, I was really struggling, which is such a good thing. And so I'm not just grabbing this out of thin air, but I do worry a little bit about Tommy Yasu because it seems like he's on the periphery of making it every week but doesn't make it. So what seems like he might be back this week or this week or or maybe it's this week, uh, I'm wondering if there's a, a long-term injury that either we need to protect him from or that he has that we don't want to talk about. I don't know why we would do that, but um, that is a concern. And it's not a concern because Cedric's playing poorly, because Cedric had another, you know, seven out of 10 game tonight, and that's what we can ask him to do, and he's doing fine. Uh, He's not the problem right now. But these games coming thick and fast the next few days, you'd hope that Tommy Yasu could play in one of them. Um, And... So, let's hope. Fingers crossed, yeah? Um, the, the hope that I wanted to bring out, uh, first one, simple. Watching Arsenal now, we look like the team in the league with rhythm. Maybe more ry- rhythm than anybody else as far as first team lineup. We're putting out the same starting eleven almost every single week now. And we're bringing on the same substitutes. Um, same three guys, it's been Smith-Rowe, Pepe and Nketiah, or at least Nketiah and Pepe. And when Smith-Rowe, Smith-Rowe's been available, he's been coming on. Uh, so the only way that I can see Arsenal losing their rhythm is if certain players get injured. Now, the centre-back partnership is important. So either one of them. Thomas Partey has become ever-increasingly important. And the conductor, Odegaard who is linking all this beautiful one-touch football together and looking like he's having a party out there, no pun intended. I think those guys have got to stay fit. I think if Saka 
Martinelli or Smith Rowe, as much as we love those players, we with Pepe in decent form as well, then you've got some help there. And Enketia, uh, again, in decent form when he's been coming on. Um, you've got some help there, but we've got to, we've got to stay as injury-free in the centre-back, centre-midfield and attacking midfield area for me. And the other thing I wanted to mention is that the back end of the season, this is the home straight, I suppose, isn't it? We have about, was it 12 more games to go? And there are players worldwide who watch the Premier League anyway, but they get more interested as the season comes to an end, as does everybody, right? And this is the time that Arsenal are making final decisions on who they're going to try and convince to come to the club in the summer. And so this is the time that you have to be catching the eye of these players. And I've got a feeling that it's going to be um, quality over quantity. So Arsenal are going to go for some top players to make a true difference. And players that will have other offers from, quote-unquote, better teams in better positions. Of course, if we get into the Champions League, I can see us doing more damage than I think people will give us credit for because I think Arsenal's a team that are quickly on the rise because of this defensive solidity and the freedom it's given to the attackers to express themselves. So we have to maintain what we're doing, um, obviously to try and secure Champions League football, but also to attract the eye of elite players. Otherwise, we're going to have to get second-tier players, perhaps... Um, who will get better offers from teams who they just believe in more. And I suppose that's what it's about. Uh, We do have a coach that seems to be super persuasive and that's all good and great. But this this summer, I think Arsenal are going to try and put the cherry on the cake. They changed our world last summer with those six acquisitions that have all been successful in their own regard. Um, But... The two in particular, centre forward and, and centre midfield, maybe three with two centre forwards, I'd imagine. Um, I think they're going to be the cherry on the cake and Arsenal are going to go, go high, go big and try to attract some of the best. So, again, we have to stay in people's positive thoughts, especially those professional footballers that we're starting to wink at, right? Well... I'm going to go and enjoy the town of Meteora. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, and I'd never heard of it before I came here. But if you ever have a chance to go to Greece, then check it out. It's very unique. There's no doubt about it. I've never seen anything quite like um, six monasteries on top of cliffs. Uh, And honestly, I was more excited to take a picture from down below than to go in the monastery, which was eye-opening as it is. Um, But... Uh, I'm liking Greece. Thanks for listening. Cheers. Ooh.